It's not a bird, it's not a plane, it's Superhero Slate. It's a modern podcast where we talk about everything that's great. Like movies, TV, superheroes, it's Superhero Slate. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. We love TV, movies, superheroes, and central air conditioning, <laughs> so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Dillard. And my name is Mike Royer. And this week, we're sending wishes to Mike Davis' air conditioner fix, but uh, <laughs> other than that, we're also breaking down uh, Secret Invasion that was on Disney+. Plus. The entire season mm-hmm. has now premiered, so we'll talk about that at the end of the show. Sony uh, delayed their entire Spider-Man universe movies. All of them delayed. Boom, boom, boom. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you knew this or not, but uh, caught me me off guard this morning. (laughs) Uh, We'll talk about what that means for everybody else. Um, The Scarlet Witch could get her own special presentation, which we've touched on before, but we have a little more details on this. Oh, okay. And more. Yeah. uh, Long story short, uh, Southern California is a sweltering cesspool. And the air conditioner in our place uh, broke at the most inopportune time, just like all air conditioners. They never break break. at a good time. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So we've been been waiting and waiting and waiting to get this thing fixed. And uh, if you are unfamiliar with how to make a podcast, usually the best thing to do is lock yourself in a room, hermetically seal it for the best sound, which means by the end of this podcast, my body heat is going Mm -hmm. to be cooking myself like an oven. So uh, there is a fun game we get to play, though, Chris which might be uh, fun is I have this awesome like laser infrared temperature gun, which I literally forgot until 20 seconds ago was right next to me on top of this uh, dresser here. So uh, throughout the episode. Okay. We're we're going to put it in the show note temperature uh, at start. Uh, What's the temperature? I would say let's, let's say 84. Let's say 84 84 degrees. degrees. Yeah. I'm pointing it at the same, the same point on the wall. So that'll be our control. Uh, All right. So we'll check in throughout. Okay. We'll let you know um, yeah. how hot it gets. Yeah. Um, so what we'll do, we're, we won't waste any time. We'll get this for Mike's sake because we, we need him uh, for more episodes. We don't want to cook him <laughs> out there, uh, roast him like a turkey. So I just want to give a quick shout out to uh, uh, my friends Patrick uh, first and his son Noah. Noah, if you're listening, I, I know who you are. And I did not sleep in your bed while you were gone. It sounds, like a, th- sounds uh, like a threat. It, kind of a little bit. Uh, no, I'm kidding. But um, Patrick uh, and his wife, Whitney, were, were so nice to to put us up for the weekend in Fort Wayne, Indiana. And uh, we, we spent some time with them, went to some game stores, uh, spent some time at uh, this brewery called Two Toms. They had a, uh, their fifth anniversary luau uh, yesterday. So you got a ticket. Mm. You go and sample all their stuff. They had a really good – there was like a Dole Whip beer, Mike. It tastes like a Disney Ooh. Dole Whip. It was dangerously delicious. Um, I will say my only disappointment was I ordered, they have like, um, you know, these, they have like a special food menu of like very simple stuff, right? There's like pulled pork barbecue nachos, the easiest thing you could make uh, for this. Mm-hmm. I ordered this, I get mine, and mine's like on ruffle chips with like microwave cheese holding it together, which is like okay. awful. Strange. Yeah, so everybody else gets theirs, and they have like regular actual chips. And like you know, Wait, stuff. And I'm like, I, I must have pissed somebody right did, off. Did you insult the chef? What happened? I, I, no, I, I, I even bought a hat from the place. I was like, here, I'll give you some more of my money for your merch. Wow. But didn't like me. But that that was um. The, and then also um, you know, uh, our friend uh, Luke and his wife were there as well. So the you guys spend some good time with friends this weekend, and, and we don't uh we don't usually leave in too often in the summer because you know we spent all all summer working on the basement to make it uh you know somewhere you don't want to leave so mm-hmm. that was really nice and um you know it's not in the notes here and it's not really matter but if you have a nintendo switch mike uh a <laughs> game for the whole uh anyone of any age and, and 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 gaming skill came out this week called disney's uh oh my gosh what is it called oh my gosh uh Switch game. What is it? Called? Oh my god, I'm just I'm blanking. I'm I'm having a stroke oh, over here. Is it the is Illusion it like Island? The, Illusion Island. Yeah. Oh, uh, it's like the it's like the it's like Mario, but swapping Mickey it's, characters. It's right? Rayman, but but uh, more so than that because there's no attack. You run, you jump, mm. you wall bounce, you go over enemies and stuff like that. Find secret paths. We played. Um, I, I bought that Friday. We played some on Friday night. Uh, you can do four players on one screen, which is really fun. You play as Mickey, Minnie, Donald, and Goofy. My wife is just in love with that, so she's been playing it. And it's only 40 bucks for a Disney-licensed game, which is really surprising. 
I was not like, bad. That's that's really not too bad. And then I, I sent you a photo of this. I picked up um uh, a Funko's Disney animated board game, which uh, the point of this game is to take you take a movie and there a scene, and you have to paint the movie, place the characters, and do all the all the stuff that has you would animate something. Right, you paint the background. You oh, yeah. I'm just realizing steps. now, looking at the photo you sent me, yeah, the cards are, like, translucent. Yes, can, yeah. It's like, there's, a, there's it's like a film cell. Yeah. yeah. So um, we, we picked that up. Um, they have, like, one copy, and, like, this is, like, just now, like, hitting, like, floors, like, maybe this week for places. So we picked up a copy because, obviously, we're a Disney household. It looks like a really fun game. And it says Season 1 on the box. So, like, there's Alice in Wonderland, Aladdin, Snow White, and the Seven Dwarves. Fantasia's like the movies, so there's gonna be more movies kind of as you call. Go ahead, call me when they slap Treasure Planet on one of those things. So uh, you know what? Actually, Gen Con is next weekend, and we'll talk more about that next weekend. My friend Patrick and Luke, they're going, uh, and Patrick is gonna help me find Lorcana cards, which we've talked about. Some of the characters in the first Lorcana set are Treasure Planet characters. Nice. Like right out of the gate, I'm like, that's some deep cuts for for people who <laughs> who like this. So that'll be fun. But yeah. So anyways, I uh, other than Secret Invasion this week, me uh, my wife is getting ready to go back to school uh, for teaching, and we are just been traveling, so we had no time to do anything. But you, on the other hand, just looks like you were just actively trying to get out of your house at every opportunity. So um, <laughs> yeah. tell, me, tell me about the next things you got going on here. Yeah, I, I watched a movie that came out last week. I watched a movie that came out this week, and then I got to see an advanced screening of a movie, movie that comes out a week from now. So uh, finally caught Barbie yes. from nice. one week ago. Uh, a fantastic time, lovely movie, really hilarious. Uh, Ryan Gosling's performance is great. Margot Robbie's... Awesome in it too. Uh, if I have to connect it and wing it back around to show, um, we have uh, uh, Simu Lu plays yes. uh, Ken, as everyone can see uh, in the trailers. One of one of the Ken dolls is also the um, the guy who played Gravik in Secret Invasion. Yeah, that was really weird. I forgot about that because yeah, I had just watched the finale of Secret Invasion. I'm like watching like Gravik just be like uh, just an affable Ken. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. I, I saw like a screenshot. I'm like. Oh, that is the same guy. But yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and the trail the trailers I think do a pretty good job of um kind of not showing you too much. So even though I saw the movie a week late, felt like I was still experiencing and not really necessarily guessing where it was going. A lot of meta humor, some breaking of like the third wall. And it's just a really, really good time. Uh, go check this one out for sure. Barbie. And second up coming out this weekend is Disney's The Haunted Mansion which I believe is only coming out in July, it feels like. So it hits Disney Plus in October. That kind of just seems like maybe that's the strategy there. Uh, Great cast, obviously, as you can tell by the trailers and the posters. Uh, We're big fans of Lakeith uh, Stanfield. Um, Everyone else in the in the movie is great. Although I feel like I have like kind of like a love hate relationship with Tiffany Haddish. I don't really know what it is. Maybe it's just like her her brand or whatever. Uh, But I don't know. Unfortunately for me, I don't think I could recommend hitting this one up in theaters. It just doesn't feel like there's enough there for me. Uh, I I was in a theater, uh, packed theater, with people that enjoyed it laughing at the parts where they were kind of supposed to laugh, being entertained at the right points. But I was just kind of like stark you, face, have, just emotionless during the whole movie. Have, are, you, are you a big fan of the ride? I, I do like the ride, and I was able to catch right. a handful of like references and stuff. And I do have to say the one positive is, is I do like the visual effects because uh, they do like a fun job of trying to capture kind of like the campiness of some of the effects from the ride, but then translate it to the screen. So I do overall like that, but I, I don't know. I just feel like the, the story wasn't uh, pulling me as much as I wish it would have. But I, I think this one could be fun to watch kind of once the spooky time, you know, rolls around, you're on Disney Plus, maybe you need something slightly more yeah, it family is, friendly. Yeah, it is not something I would probably, you know, I, I, I didn't, I don't have an affinity for this whatsoever. Uh, but I, you're right. Like watching this in the summer when like, it probably would have just rolled in the money in an October release, like, or uh-huh. like a late September is really, really weird for them to, to kind of do early. But you know, we we'll talk about this later. We don't really, uh, movie studios don't really get to just say what weekends they want anymore. There's, there's more, there's more thought process into it, but um, yeah, yeah, go on. 
Yeah, so that was Haunted Mansion. And then coming next week, but was able to catch a sneak peek, which I teased last week on the podcast, of TMNT Mutant Mayhem. Comes out next week uh, at some theaters across the country. They were doing uh, one showing on Saturday. Uh, was able to take my uh, buddy Ryan, whose birthday was also this week. So it was kind of like a little... A unplanned birthday present for him as well. A couple of kins just hanging out. At the yeah, movie just a couple of kins watching the turtles. And man, this movie is stellar. You gotta go see this in theaters. It's so much fun. The visual style is like so stunning. And I feel like the the visuals seem to be making most of the headlines just because it's drawing a lot of at least, like, comparisons, at least with being bold, like, you know, the Spider-Verse movies and Mitchells vs. the Machines, and it's, I believe, the director from Mitchells vs. the Machines, if I remember, and obviously more uh, notably uh, produced by Point Grey, you know, Seth Rogen's production company uh, as well. But the, the secret sauce to this is once you go see it, is the cast of the Turtles are just infectious. These kids that they cast to do the voice have such great chemistry. I don't know if they put them all in a room together to record them. I know that's kind of like a production uh, um, strategy of the past, and it's a little bit more isolated now, but it is great. It is wonderful. It really feels like you're just watching a bunch of like teenagers like acting a fool in New York City. It's so funny. They do really great just uh emotional beats that make you just like uh, well up a little bit but the story's action-packed and fun and it, it does one of those nice things whereas like if you had to pick uh, the first half of the movie or the second half of the movie maybe to be the most engaging portion uh they they lean more into the second half of the movie so it is kind of just like a progression of just excitement and fun and energy so yeah i i couldn't recommend this movie anymore uh it probably is the way the uh the landscape is looking it's going to be hard to beat this movie for me for movie of the year it was just such a great time so much fun uh, obviously, I was <laughs> I was going to be talking about turtles as much as pop- possible on this podcast, uh, and like weirdly enough, when you when you go and see it, folks, you'll see like comparisons to other superhero things, plot wise and story wise, that are that have been out in the marketplace recently, and I feel like they do a really good job executing that, even though it's kind of treading similar ground. And unsur- like I'm surprised how hard. Paramount slash Nickelodeon Studios went. I'm almost positive. I didn't double check. I'm almost positive this is a PG movie, but they are really toting that line between PG and PG-13, which is really, really fun because you have, you know, Ice Cube that's doing the voice of Superfly. He's saying he's dropping words like hell and like die. I'm going to kill you like these like this is like they're getting really like down into it. So I really responded uh, to that. And I was like, oh, man, this is like an edgy kids movie. I'm liking this. So uh, a resounding recommendation for TMNT. Please go watch this next weekend. Um, I saw that uh, Barbie and Oppenheimer had really, really good second weekends, which is great for them. Uh, so, uh, But I'm hoping people will still go see Turtles we, next weekend because it would be such a shame it's, if for some reason this does not perform. <laughs> I So uh, I'm glad you mentioned that. We don't have any notes here, but Oppenheimer has secured extra IMAX screenings due to its performance. Uh, so if you have missed it in IMAX, then we're going to send that. But... Um, I, I have a I have a, a sinking feeling Team NT is going to be kind of like the first Spider Verse movie where people are like they're not thinking about it because like they look like it looks like a kids movie. So hopefully they can get over that I guess um, boundary and go see it. But I, I'm, yeah. I'm feeling we're gonna get original Spider Verse, uh, you know, low rumblings, word of mouth, and that that's gonna carry into uh, the new in, into yeah, the popularity. We'll see. I- I'm seeing good initial reviews, so at least they'll have that under their belt. I'm begging you people, go watch it. It's great. Awesome. Awesome. All right, well, let's jump into the news. Uh, But while Mike is uh, still – the temperature is probably slowly rising after all that hot air. He just was spewing – no, I'm kidding. Uh, (laughs) Into the room. So we're going to jump in. Hey, we just – we are approaching – we just hit 86 in here. Okay. We jumped two degrees of me talking about the turtles. That's right. All right, so let's let's get into this. Uh, Loki – uh, season two is is coming. Uh, the next Disney Plus show uh, was with Secret Invasion just wrapping up, so Loki is next. So obviously, 
your marketing is going to start ramping up, right? Uh, changing mm-hmm. direction. Loki, a lo- beloved show on Disney Plus by any. The newest image on Instagram shows uh, we are 100,000 minutes away uh, from it, whenever this posted. I'm like, that's a really, really obscure thing to do there. But it is teasing Miss Minutes as well. And multiple versions of, of Loki, or maybe he's running around, like, you know, time traveling. I don't know what it means, but it's cool to see some of the versions of Loki on here, right? I think the the missed opportunity on this image is there's only like four versions of Loki and the rest is him and like, you know, his suspenders and jacket. Yeah. I'm like, couldn't you like put some other characters in here then or something? Like, you know, we know it, Owen Wilson's gonna be in here. Yeah, I think it's a fun it's a fun promo image. I like the idea. It's striking. This is definitely better than like the generic kind of superhero poster that kind of gets pumped out of every studio, right? Mm-hmm. Of just like the stacked characters. Oh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, we do kind of and none of them are really new. We have Loki in the TVA kind of jumpsuit, uh, him either in a suit or without the suit jacket. You have his classic horns, and then he's got kind of like a uh, the, the bowler like a Sherlock hat. kind of like yeah, top like, hat type yeah, of thing. I think that's the, the maybe his look from the, the scene we saw at the end of Ant-Man and the Wasp. Quantumania. Oh yeah, maybe. Uh, yeah. It looks like a nineteen, like an early nineteen hundreds, like bowler hat and, and suit. But um, yeah, there, there's like a bunch of him in his suspenders running around. I'm like, well, that's fine. I Tom Hiddleston's great. This doesn't offend me. But I'm like, you could have done a couple extra characters in there, variants, just for some fun. Maybe an alligator Loki, right? Yeah, I love a good alligator Loki. So who doesn't? Yeah, that's right. But um, thousand minutes. That's uh, what an impeccable time to have this go up at the same time. I even did the math to make sure it was right, Mike. I was like, is this like in the <laughs> rough ballpark? It is. It is in that ballpark. So we're about, you know, a little less than seventy days away from when this hits uh, in October when that drops on Disney Plus. On the other side of Disney Plus, uh, we talked a little bit about uh, the Witches Road uh, special presentation that possibly is in works uh, for Disney Plus from Marvel kind of spinning out of Multiverse of Madness, WandaVision, and Agatha Coven of Chaos. The rumors, or whatever, I don't know how yet rumors, will, I guess we won't take it as fact, well, said that this special, The Witches Red, will reportedly reveal what happens to the Scarlet Witch at the end of the Multiverse of Madness. Because obviously, there was a red little blip, and she doesn't die because everybody loves this character, and they're going to find ways to bring this character back as long as they can. Right, Mike? Yeah, well, also, we do have that um, rumor that we talked about a few weeks ago as well that the the uh, special presentations might be Dwindle. gone. They might yeah. be X, like they might be out of the strategy. So as, we, as we've seen with uh, Marvel through COVID and Chapek and Iger, there's different phases, right, of uh, people being in charge, and you kind of have to wait for things to uh, trail off that have started. So... Yeah. Maybe there's just some in the works that have already hit the ground and you can't undo it. Well, I think this, you know, we this was never on that the report from beforehand, but maybe they have already got, you know, the only person involved in this who would it would be the hardest is uh, Elizabeth Olsen, right? Like, you know, mm-hmm. getting her on board, bringing her back in for this, filming a, a short presentation. I, I think it would be fine. They also have all the cast and uh, crew, or at least have had. For a Coven of Chaos available recently, so maybe they filmed some of this, you know, B, B team stuff while they were filming that to kind of kind of double down on the work there. So, um, if the Scarlet Witch comes back for this multiversal stuff, I don't. It, it doesn't bother me at the end of the day, right? Right? Like she's a she's a good character, she's a good actress. If they want to, if they find a way to bring her back multiversal, I think it'll be okay, right? At the end of the day, so. Yeah. As much as I had fun with the multiverse of madness, you know, I I respect the criticism that's out there for sure. But it, the I, the character did not get the the best final send off if that mm. was to be their final uh, out. Yeah. You know, you know, out, it, and, it, outing, and it's definitely not going to be. Yeah, and I think you know, obviously, with Secret Wars and King Dynasty, there are a plethora of options to bring anybody back they want to, right, or create different versions and different stories of them. To uh, if you will write your write the wrongs, um, it's kind of mm-hmm. like a like a cheat card, like a reverse on an Uno. Really, uh, hey, um, we're we're gonna keep playing, but we fixed it. Go back, it's back on you guys. So um, we'll see if this comes to, to fruition or not. You know, uh, Marvel was not at San Diego Comic Con last week. Um, the best thing we would have possibly this fall is a uh, investor presentation or announcements that we might get to confirm this. Moving on uh, to also on the Disney Plus streaming. So we got uh, we got a couple of Hot Toys reveals in here, Mike, this week. 
And uh, what if season two Iron Man Sakarian armor um, got a hot toy release, uh, at least a, a visual? I think this might have been at San Diego Comic Con. And um, I looked at this, and the first thing I thought of, Mike, is uh, it is uh, what is that? It's not War Greymon. It's the height. It's the Greymon above that from the movie. <laughs> oh, like the yeah, color with the, scheme, with the claws, the col- yeah, and the color scheme. Saying. I'm like, this is like a Digimon color, but it is essentially a Hulkbuster painted in Sakarian colors with um, some more battle armor pieces on here, right? And also, I feel like it, I don't know if it's just the the paint job making it kind of reveal this way, but the helmet area it gives off more like ultimate universe vibes i would yeah. say than kind so, of what the mcu established for iron man it's a little wider isn't it like like it, mm-hmm. like the front of it's a little wider in that regard but yeah and, and like those angular cuts kind of it feels a little bit more like a skull you know unless like a, a helmet that feels a little bit more ultimates to me yeah yeah so um yeah so that that was that was there i i think you know this was the one episode that was cut from season one uh because you know they weren't going to make the release dates and we're still waiting to to see more of this but um that's a it's a pretty cool it's a pretty cool variation on the hulkbuster if you will for that so so absolutely we'll, we'll talk more about that later but you can check out the photo and link in our show notes uh the marvels is our next uh disney or not disney marvel movie i guess disney as well coming to theaters this november but uh that may change because uh most studios if not all of them are considering release date delays amid the WGA sag after strikes because uh, despite what they may think, they do need the actors to promote their movies that they're in, right? The movies are not going to promote themselves. So uh, it seems to be all the releases will be delayed if, you know, the, uh, the you know, rightful strikes continue and they don't, uh, they're not able to secure actors for uh, the promotional marketing windows that they need. Yeah, I mean, obviously this is uh, a rumor of a rumor, but I did end up seeing like a conversation happen in a very uh, local uh, Reddit thread. I don't remember if it was like Los Angeles or if it was like a smaller neighborhood, but there was like somebody who like works in like a Teamsters union who was just like, oh, I overheard like my bosses saying that like, oh, they might be, the studios might be coming back to the table to negotiate maybe in August which is Mm. just a day or two away theoretically so hopefully people get back to it uh the governor out here has also started uh kind of like shaking a proverbial fist saying like if you guys don't solve this i'll come down there and try to do something and i don't know if the if a governor really even has any power to do anything like that like there's uh, that's the thing unions are incredibly strong and powerful have lots of protections and doesn't matter how powerful or how much money you have yeah like you just it's a collection of workers and it's and it's pretty awesome yeah and not not to not to to dive into this again too much but they're um uh, Brad Pitt, uh, he shut down the movie he was working on that he's, you know, uh, I guess producing as well because, you know, in solidarity. So, like, even the movies that did get some waivers, they are, you know, still not – some actors, some uh, some people who own the, the companies are saying, that no, we're not going to do it in solidarity with everybody because the idea is, like, they can do it. They can make these movies, but they still might sell them to streaming, which streaming is the issue – the root, one of the main root issues at the, at the cause of this mm. conversation. So, uh, it's, it's good to see that solidarity across the board. Uh, also, another hit against the Marvels. It will not release an IMAX unless Dune Two changes its release date because they have it locked in already for a, a set period of time, and that would not be out of there by the time the Marvels hit the theaters. So, yeah, I mean, uh, I I don't know what people's viewing habits are, but. I mean, I only ever go out of my way for IMAX if it's something special or unique. And as as much as we love superhero movies and talk about them all the time, it, there's few and rare far in between yeah. superhero movies that I, I feel are special enough to go to an yeah. IMAX. Like I like I'm waiting for like endgame level stuff right. to go out of my way to do that, you know. It, well, I, I would say, you know, for some people in my situation before our current uh, house, we the closest movie theater with the best screen was the IMAX. So you did go to the IMAX all the time, yeah. um, which would suck if I had to go sit at a normal screen in that theater because they're mm-hmm. not that they don't they don't keep up with those. 
one but- one thing that ha- one thing that's been driving me crazy though when it comes to IMAX though, Chris, and I love it because at least the release of Oppenheimer in seventy millimeter has brought this conversation back up to the zeitgeist. Is like I feel like there needs to be like some sort of like class action lawsuit brought against just IMAX or theaters in general because like they have stretched the definition of what yeah. IMAX is so much. Just like how like ver- my Verizon plan is plays really fast and loose with the word unlimited, right? Because mm-hmm. the only real true IMAX is if you are, I believe, projecting it through that 70 millimeter film, right? If it's not being advertised as 70 millimeter, it, it's it's not true it, IMAX. It's just a brand, that, you know? Well, that's that's not true. IMAX is the frame size. Uh, so it has to be at least 10 times larger than 35 millimeter uh, on screen because digital IMAX is still IMAX, if that makes sense. It doesn't have to be an actual I, film IMAX. There's digital IMAX, which is true. It's it, it's the frame size. It has to be the IMAX. So I get it. it. Our it, old school. It just do, it just doesn't digital, feel whole, it, it just it feels disingenuous, you, right? I, I I disagree. They just haven't really like whenever we all switched to digital projectors, IMAX came with it. We all just are still thinking of physical IMAX, and the problem it's not really a problem. Christopher Nolan is an instigator of this. Sure, shoot on your film, show the film. We just can't go watch it anywhere. There's like 10 theaters in the country that have these things. So I, I appreciate film. I appreciate the film stock and everything they do. But, you know, if you're going to, I guess maybe let's make a compromise. Standardize your, your digital IMAX screens. How about that? Like, instead yeah, of just I, saying... Honestly t- Cause yeah, that's what it is. It's the screen. I don't really care if it's film or digital. Yeah. I mean that 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 fight is going to be won on its own eventually with time. Yeah. Uh, but like, it's the size of it for sure. Yeah. Like when I buy an IMAX ticket, when I walk into that theater, I want this the big white screen that hasn't started projecting like the pre roll before the movie plays. Right. I'd yeah. want that to be imposing. I want it to feel like. It could just fall on top of me, and I would die underneath it, right? But like, if I and I, I'll just walk walk in. I'll be like, oh, this is just like a normal movie theater. They, there's just like a couple like feet on the top and bottom of it. Now, this yeah. is not this is not IMAX yeah. to me. And and that really, I think, comes down to the theaters. Like we've we've talked about this before. Movie theaters aren't getting funding to update themselves or improve themselves, right? You know, the only biggest thing was I believe James Cameron or was it the Hobbit movies? They, they got those special forty eight frames per second projectors in some of the theaters uh mm-hmm. so they they need to update those and and do it but you know as long as they standardize what an imax screen is and and understand that i think that's it because it's just the frame the the frame size it's 10 it's i think 10 times bigger when it projects uh, or it can be up to 10 times bigger when it projects but like they're just putting it in a, a regular screen that's why i don't care to go to what's 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 cinemarks um what's their special screens called they're not imax oh, they're just they, is large. it like x x something is there an x in there maybe yeah there's some sort of x but yeah like, you know what i'm talking about though. like they have just large screens but they're not imax right and everybody and the imax are starting to look small compared to these newer newer screens so so absolutely but you know i but to the point, back to the to, to here, the Marvels. Do I have to see this in IMAX to really get everything out <laughs> no, of this movie? Probably no. not. Like I think it'll be fine to watch it either way. And what's cool is it, that one of the coolest things about Disney Plus, if you want to watch the IMAX version, guess what? It's on Disney Plus. When it comes to Disney Plus, like, you don't have to go out of your way and buy a special edition or pay extra. You can stream the IMAX version of every Marvel movie that has one on Disney Plus. So uh, really, really cool. Um, I Dune Dune Part Two uh, is uh, locked in the screens for five to six weeks um, for IMAX. However, they said I think it was Warner Brothers giving till the end of August to determine if they're going to push any of these movies because um, the actor again the strikes again they can't get the marketing kicks off in September October. Hey, that so, that kind of aligns with that yeah. uh, with that rumor right of August kind of maybe being a, a date where yeah, this it, gets figured out exactly. So you know this might be a situation where. They, you know, they have to come to the table, or otherwise they got to push movies. And what happens when you push movies, Mike? Your investors probably get pretty upset with you uh, mm. because you didn't go back to the, you know, didn't didn't meet some uh, some agreements. So we'll keep you guys posted on that. I I'm I'm crossing my fingers we don't have any more delays, Mike. Um, but we've got some more, um, probably not upsetting delays coming up down the road. So we'll talk about those here in a minute. Uh, switching over to Spider Man Two, the the special PlayStation 
fives. Um, those PlayStation uh, Spider-Man two themed dropped on Friday. By the way, in case anyone doesn't have one, I was able to order me a controller, but not the plates. They they sold out quick. But Hot Toys has uh, released a black suit Spider-Man, Peter Parker from the upcoming Spider-Man two mo- uh, well, game. Chris, and, not to cut you off, but speaking of a hot toy, we got to do a temperature check. Okay. We're about halfway. We're about I hear halfway through the show now. I hear sirens. Uh, yeah, that's the thing. It's it's heat stroke. That's what it is. We yeah. are we are approaching. We're approaching seventy six here. So no, wait, wait. Uh, what did I say last 80, time? Did I say eighty five? Eighty six. What did I say? Eighty six. I told you, man. This is the this is the stroke coming through here. Eighty six. Okay. All right, maybe that maybe we've reached our peak. Eighty six. Okay, uh, we'll 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 check again here in a minute. But you know things but that are, that toys. are hot hot toys <laughs> to look at. Um, the Peter Parker Black Suit uh, Collector's Edition, and I've, I put the link in the link them. But man, does this it th- th- clearly look awesome? Um, they, uh, hot Toys has this good problem where their their figures are so good and their photography of them is so amazing that this just looks like 3D renders from the game like it that's how good this yeah. looks yeah so you get to see you know he's it's a almost a 12 inch tall figure it comes with all four mechanical arms covered in black goo strands behind them which they've made this goo look absolutely you know l- almost liquid on it it, it looks fantastic yeah. with the sheen it comes with a base and different hands. He's got the web wings, Mike. And if you get the special edition from them, you can get his red mask being enveloped by the black suit. Mm. Uh, so, Chris, cor- correct me if I'm wrong. Remind me. I um, will. I will. Do, go on. Does does Peter don these these legs so in not, like the first game not, at not, all? Not in the first one. Um, uh, you can get the uh, suit. One of the suits you get is the yeah. Uh, one I from remember the movies, that, but, but it's not like it's not related to the story in any way. It's not like Doc Ock adjacent. It's just like correct. a bonus. Suit. This this so, appears to be a post the first one. He has adopted the Octavius arms to help yeah, him. It, so yeah, it seems like this is going to be a story point, not just a variant suit yeah. of like Peter's probably going to go down a dark path. And what's the last kind of like dark memory he has in his brain is some, like his 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 bff doc Ock going yeah. down the crazy train some of the early um artwork released for spider-man 2 shows him with like the re- i think red arms so they're more spider-man mm-hmm. themed rather than these and i believe if you look closely um yeah the, the they have blue energy spikes sticking out of these points as well on the, on the uh, on his arms, so yeah, yeah, this is really maybe this is like a boss. Maybe you are Miles and you yeah. have to fight this version of yeah. Peter. Uh, it could be, or or maybe you're Mary Jane and it's a stealth level, Mike, and you have to sneak oh away God, no. from him. No, we've banned those oh. as a community. <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah, absolutely, uh, guys, check on the link. It's three hundred and five dollars, which actually isn't as bad as I thought this would be. Yeah, for be a honest. hot toy, yeah. Usually, like I feel like this could go for like six hundred. Yeah, especially when it's Spider Man and, and Venom on like the same. One. I'm like, yeah, this is like a I, I have to have kind of thing. I got the, I got the website open, so now I have to see yeah. what my dead Doctor Strange is uh, going for. It's still oh, yeah. a pre-order, man. This is still taking a while to come yeah. out. So sitting uh, at three eighty five. Oh, so Doctor Strange is a little bit more expensive. Yes. Uh, so yeah, and then if you if you guys get it, click on the special edition, check out the the red mask being enveloped by the goo. Mm-hmm. So. Um, yeah, check out that link in our show notes. You're gonna, you're gonna love it. Uh, the other thing uh, with Spider-Man Two, um, they've confirmed that Venom's primary goal in the game is to kill Miles and Peter. So like, he doesn't want to be friends. Uh, that's that's pretty good. And they are rumored, Insomniac is rumored to be developing a spin-off game around Venom from this. Which oh, man, this is gonna be great. We're gonna get we're getting a Wolverine game from them too. Man, yeah. this is gonna be so sick. I'm pretty sure if this is true, and you know, hopefully it is. It's kind of gonna probably be like a Miles game, right? Like not quite a full game, but like still Venom and like maybe a Lethal Protector storyline in the city, and you get like maybe uh-huh. maybe it's an R-rated or what is it, Peggy eighteen or whatever they they rate video games, uh-huh. uh, and you get to like probably be a little more brutal with some of the characters. That- that would be that would be rad, man. I'd be yeah. down for that. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, yeah, check that. We'll, we'll report back. Uh, speaking of Spider-Man and Sony and all the fun stuff they do, uh, Venom 3 has been uh, pushed, or now has a new release. It was not pushed. It has a release date, finally, Mike, of July 12th, 2024. So next year we will be getting Venom 3 in the summer. I think this still has an opportunity to change at this rate if they're not filming uh, or if they didn't get all the filming done before the strikes. So... 
we will update our um, upcoming movie and TV release guide with all these dates. So stay tuned and check out that yeah. link on our site. But um, yeah, any anything about that? I mean, no, the, the, just, good, the good parts are next, for, but I figured for the next for, for the next couple weeks, whenever anything's delayed, I'm just going to tell people to use that as an opportunity to go watch a Teenage Mutant Ninja yeah. Turtles movie of any kind, right. really. Uh, it could be old classic. They are uh, they are Michael coming Bay to, executive produced. <laughs> they're coming to Paramount Plus, right? Or uh, anything Nickelodeon owns, they're going to mm-hmm. pretty much. So yeah, you can check check out those as well um, with that. But yes, Venom three released in July next year. Uh, tentatively, cross your fingers. Craven, ooh, delayed a whole year almost from October sixth to August twenty fourth of next year, Mike. Eleven full months. Um, Man, that's quite the push. My guess is they're not refilming anything either. <laughs> so um, this is a case of they have to. They're, they're not going to get their promotion with their actors right for Craven by by October sixth. Mm-hmm. So they have looked at every date they could find that they didn't want to give to Venom and picked the only one that was open for them to to choose that they would not have as much competition. So uh, we are going all the way back to late summer for next year. That's that means within like two months we're going to have. Venom three and Craven, Mike. So, do you yeah, think, I mean it's. I mean that's. Cra- I, I, it feels like maybe one has to come out, but uh, before the other, that it seems to be heavily implied. You know, August is a weird uh, month in the summer where I feel like historically that's where I've seen like Mission Impossible movies, right? Even though the most recent one has come July. out in the month of July, right? Yeah. It just seems like end of the money is end of the end of the summer in August is kind of like those those kind of like. Last chance the, summer blockbusters. So well, the Craven. Prob- the problem. The problem with Craven. It can't be a blockbuster. It's a rated R, right? So mm-hmm. uh, you've you've wiped out your Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle audience in one go. Uh, <laughs> but no, but I'm kidding. But like you know, this since it's rated R, they're probably counting on maybe people who have just gone back to college. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe like you know, you've been in college for like what a week by that point, maybe or a couple weeks uh, settled. So like maybe like you're back in college or you're getting ready to go to college, you're gonna watch your R-rated movie. Uh, get it out of your system. So maybe, maybe yeah. that's what they're thinking with this one. Yeah, it is funny because I saw uh, like a headline, um, a big splashy like entertainment website headline of like Sony pushes back all of its are uh, not just Sony, but just Hollywood pushes back like release dates. And then their kind of featured image was a picture of Craven mm-hmm. on the throne. And I'm just like, man, a lot of people are learning about what Craven is right now because we kind of go out of our way to watch the Craven trailer, right? Yeah. You know, I can't imagine just the casual moviegoer has any idea. Yeah. Uh, mm. Why? Um, oh, and who's that? Who's the actor again that's playing Craven? I can't. Aaron think of his Taylor name. Okay. Johnson. A- Aaron Taylor Johnson. They're just like, why does Aaron Taylor so, Johnson look like a Bushman <laughs> on this article? <laughs> he, he does. Uh, so I was talking with Patrick about it this weekend, and hopefully he's listening because he mentioned that the the blood, you know, from the line in this is a lot like uh, was it Twenty Eight Days Later, where uh, Brendan Gleeson's character looks up and the blood falls in his eye from a corpse and that's what makes him go mad, right? From from like a oh. like a like a zombie. Like mm-hmm. and that one's probably you know it's a little campy, a little, a little scary, but like this looks just so bad. Like it just looks so bad. But um, <laughs> Craven delayed a whole eleven months till next year. So so yeah, but that means that you know we're actually going to get three Spider-Man spinoff movies next year with Madam Web. Mike, it has moved up two days to February fourteenth, twenty twenty-four. So, can you can you imagine too if Spider Verse Part Three is to hit at least some release date in twenty twenty four, which I don't think is going oh, to happen. Boy, personally. Just buckle up. We're not even there yet, my friend. So. <laughs> Uh, Man, yeah, that's gonna that's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a big spider year. <laughs> we we have it's, you know, Madam Web. We know very little about. We just know the actresses in it. We've not got a trailer, uh, nothing nothing at all about this. So, so we we are we need to get some more about this. But knowing it is um, supposed to be like you know when Peter's like a baby or something, and like a, what's his name from Severance's uh, Uncle Ben in it supposedly. Ooh. What's his name? Uh, Chris, is it Chris? No, Adam. No, something. Adam. Adam, Adam. We're close. Adam, Adam Scott. Scott yeah. there I was like, Ugh. um. So yeah. So he's supposed to be Uncle Ben. Like it's like a, I don't know, some weird Spider Woman universe. That's fine. Whatever. If it's if it's good, we'll 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 tell you it's good. We won't. You know, we're not gonna. We well, we actually will judge it before it comes out. But yeah, we'll we'll if it's good, we'll 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 eat our crow. But between that, Craven and Venom three, like you know, boy, are my hype levels just really low for for Sony next year. And Spider-Man as a whole. However, you know we have hope that um, Spider-Man Beyond the Spider-Verse w- is coming in March of next year. However, 
it is now TBD on the release schedule, Mike. They have just removed that March release date. And let me tell you, yeah. this is not due to the strikes. This is due to them not filming anything yet. They've not even recorded <laughs> yeah. anything. For yeah, this. they gotta make they gotta make the damn movie too. <laughs> yeah, so still, uh, um, that is going to be a. Uh, Oh, uh, something we'll keep our our eyes on pretty closely, but that is not a result of the strike. The other ones, you know, probably, but we'll see as we get closer. But um, boy, that's like two two like kicks in the gut, and then like a you know like one okay thing, right? I guess so. I don't know. Like it's really weird news for Sony for next year. All right, but. hold on. We got to do Zodiac twenty twenty four year okay. of the what. Uh, the dragon i was like maybe oh. it's year of the spider like is a spider even a part of uh of the zodiac i'm not uh, sure zodiac all right animals. we got a okay i'm looking at the animals now i don't see any anything close no. the closest thing to an insect would be a snake yeah. uh, everything else is very mammalian on here yeah oh except for that all rooster right. that's, that's <laughs> but anyway year of the spider everybody Yes. Uh, so we'll we'll switch uh, we'll we'll switch into Star Wars for a brief second. No real Star Wars news except uh, Lando, the show that everyone was like, "Are we still doing this?" You announced it in like 2019. Uh, Donald Glover and his brother Stephen, I assume Glass and Glover, are now writing the series for Disney Plus. So they are taking over writing duties for this show. Yeah, that's a that's a switch up. Uh, I was just reading an article. Uh, an interview uh, from the original writer who was uh, the director of the Haunted well, he, Mansion that just came out. He was the showrunner, technically. So I don't know. Will I? He probably won't be showrunning then if he. Yeah. Did. Yeah. Yeah, so. and it's funny because this this interview uh, was published like just last week, just a few days ago. Yeah, and they 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 straight up asked him like, "Are you still doing that Lando series?" It's like, as far as I know, I'm still attached, but yeah. I haven't heard anything. And like, and then he kind of like did a wink, wink, nudge, nudge of like, I can read between the lines. Yeah. And, I kind of know what that means, so yeah. well, <laughs> he kind of saw that coming. If you follow, if you go check out his social, I forget his name. Uh, he said that he also f- he found out on literally social media that he was quote unquote fired from this. However, uh, that is that is so. Can you imagine just anybody in their normal jobs, right, out yeah. in the world? You just go on Twitter one day and like find out you're like fired sorry, from your you can't you know, say Twitter HR anymore. management position. You can't say oh, Twitter yeah, anymore. Sorry, uh, from X. Oh man, that that icon changed on my phone, and I like wanted to like throw my phone across. I, I, I've, you know what? I, del- I deleted. I deleted it several <laughs> months ago, and I've never been happier. So it's still me, guess. But anyway, so you know, it, I I don't think it's ill will for Donald Glover slash Stephen Glover against the the writer. It's just poor management right now, right? Like the writers are on strike. Do they even have anyone to let know if they're they're changing it now? Donald Glover shouldn't be signing anything saying he's going to write the show during a strike. You know, that's not a good mm-hmm. thing. But I don't know when this was taken over, right? News breaks, not necessarily at the moment yeah. the ink dries. It, it happens any time in that process. So, Yeah, I, I believe you're uh, allowed to uh, at least – I mean, I don't know all the finer details, but you're kind of allowed to take meetings and make deals, right, during yeah. a strike. But you're, just, you're not allowed to produce any work. Well, well it, so but I guess the thing would be if you take those deals and they're lobbying on the strike for pay, benefits, all this other stuff, are you – is that not helping the strikes cause then it would be my, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it, it could be in, in a situation like this is when you're kind of like this big mega hit creator, uh, right. Yeah. The, the deal was always going to surpass the minimums. And right. that's what you're doing when you're out there fighting on the picket line is you're fighting for those minimum values, yeah. kind of like that, I mean, that floor, that livable floor. I mean, so I guess you're kind of, passing that you know that was never on the table to begin with it could be maybe he signed that we will do this but only once the strike is over and you meet those you know the guild rules right maybe it's like yes Mm -hmm. we will we will agree to work on this as soon as we get you know approval from the writing guild right it could Mm -hmm. maybe maybe no no money nothing was was agreed upon yet it's like a you know they're reserving donald glover hey we put a down payment on donald glover (laughs) uh in writing so um we'll we'll figure this out later but um I, it'd be fine. That's good news for Lando, right? I think you know, uh, no one kind of really knew where it was, what was going on. So we'll get some uh, between. This is Mike's timeline between episodes three and four uh, for you. Uh, <laughs> some content in there. All right, so we're gonna we're gonna drop into Secret Invasion, uh, the full oh gosh. season one forgot, series review. I yeah. forgot, I forgot, we still had to yeah. do this, and I was like, this seems like really a short episode. Yeah, that's why I was trying to speed through this for you, Mike, so we can get your heat out. We can do this, cover it for the re- the rest of the episode 
here. So if you've not seen it, uh, you can go watch it on Disney Plus six episodes. Uh, I took I took a binge model approach to this, Mike. Uh, I did uh, mm-hmm. episodes one, two, then I did three and four, then five and six in different bundles. You um, were more a little more weekly on this, right? Uh, yeah, but slightly more slightly more uh, scattered. I I was able to kind of watch the last two within two days of each other. So, yeah. you know, like most people. Uh, we all watched it within six weeks, right? <laughs> yeah, we, we 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 we've caught it here by the end, so that that's fine. And um, to me, I think you know we we you know before we get into this, we talked about you know Echo dropping all at once. I kind of wouldn't mm-hmm. mind a binge model every once in a while on these, like you know, like mm-hmm. they are they uh, they're very short. Some of these episodes felt really short, and some felt felt really long in Secret Invasion. Oh. The- well, the, the if you check the the runtime, if you open up kind of like the Disney splash page for this show, they progressively get shorter. The episodes okay. start, I think, around the fifty minute mark, and they progressively get shorter and shorter and shorter. I think the 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 finale is like thirty six, thirty four minutes, somewhere okay. in that range. Yeah. Okay, because I was like, man, these just keep feeling like that. Like you know, mm-hmm. the, the time was all over the place with this, but um, absolutely. So, uh, for those who may not know and are still listening, you shouldn't be. You should go watch it. Uh, Secret Invasion tells the story. Nick Fury has come back to Earth from his space station, which we don't even see in this show, Mike. God damn it. Uh, mm-hmm. What a disappointing thing. Uh, to take care of some scrolls that he had been working with since the end of Captain Marvel. The ones they could not find a home, they came back to Earth. He has put the, given them a job being spies while he fought, promised to find them a new planet. Uh, one of them has grown up to resent him for not finding a new planet, and uh, Nick has to stop him along the way. So uh, I, I think there are again we're in full spoiler territory. I'm gonna say it one more time we're in spoiler territory. If you haven't watched it, go watch it. Come back. Um, I don't care. I, I don't care, Mike. <laughs> like you know me, I'm an optimist. I, I try to look on the bright side of this stuff, but after watching this, I just don't care. Oh, Chris, I'm so I'm so I'm so relieved. I wasn't yeah. sure if this was going to be. I'm not relieved that the show ended up not being what we wanted, right? But I'm yeah. glad this is not going to be the confrontational talk because it, that is true. That's kind of the archetype that that both of us have taken on this show. Is you are you you are ready to go to bat and be and be the booster, yeah. you know, for for anything and all things Marvel. You know, I have a pessimistic uh, uh, side with a lot of this entertainment, at least as of recently. So I'm glad that we're kind of overlapping the, once again. There is literally the there. The, okay, there's only one thing in this uh, whole whole thing that has changed the MCU, and that is the creation of Gaia as a Super Scroll. Um, mm-hmm. The most powerful Super Scroll, right? She literally has the abilities of every Avenger uh, in here, and that's cool. Amelia Clark's a great actress. Uh, mm-hmm. I think she's a, a good add to the MCU. Yeah. But until and, she and, comes to the actual movies, it doesn't fucking matter. Yeah, and let's 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 take a moment and just zone in on that right now. Just the Super Scroll, Amelia because, Clark, maybe even that final battle. Because to me, that is the only that's the only worthwhile yeah. thing in this entire series. You know, I saw some people out there nitpicking about like the special effects towards the end, and so oh, like no. those, those people like go get on your like four grand gaming PCs and just crank the newest Diablo to all the settings and get your enjoyment. Like we, we like reach the point where if you're like a big studio, the the special effects are going to be good enough. Right. So just don't let that bog you down. Cause that's almost more, that's, that's almost more like just like production pipeline, just budget. Like the, the the creative, (laughs) that's not up to the creative, the every creative who makes these shows or movies would love it to be astounding. But like I had, I had, that's the only time I had fun is just watching these, these uh, super scrolls punch each other. (laughs) Well, the, the, I would say to me in this situation, the last episode is the best episode of us because it delivers on spy thriller, like, you know, twists and turns, right? Like, Literally, you know, you think it's Nick Fury. It's, no, it's guy addresses Nick Fury. And then, like, he's in the hospital with what's-her-name, um, Fallsworth, like, trying to get the president to show that Rhodey's a scroll. Like, I think the last episode had all the good stuff in it, right? The whole show had been like this. It would have been fantastic. But, no, it's really the last episode. But the Super Scrolls, I thought, were really fun, um, despite it being a very short battle. It was very CGI-heavy. You know, you got to see the characters, right, come alive. There was that one where... It still looks weird because her arm looks like like a little chicken arm where she does the Drax like arm. Oh yeah, I'm like I'm like her hand looks like a little chicken hand. Like it's kind of weird. It, it, and it was a little strange because I was just like 
I don't think Drax is the arm you kind of want to flex in this battle. I mean, Drax is strong for sure, but if yeah. you've got a Hulk arm in you somewhere, maybe right. just maybe just use that one. I mean, if we want to get really like comic book shop, like uh, nerd talk here, oh, yeah. uh, I don't personally think a Super scroll inherits 100% of all the power. I don't believe this is like a math equation where you take the Hulk's power, you mm-hmm. add in all of these other powers, and then you create like a new sum, because I saw a lot of people running with this idea that Amelia Clark is now the single most powerful thing in the MCU. I don't think that at all. Well, I think they just have like portions of it and it's not really a fully part of their their DNA. So I think they are very strong and formidable, but I don't think they're the single most they, powerful well, they, creature out a, there. An example would be, I think, you know, we'll use Captain Marvel, right? They use Captain Marvel. They name drop her several times. Mm-hmm. Well, she is essentially running on a full body of cosmic cube power mm-hmm. I mean, like, they're just emulating that right so like you're not like you mentioned they're not getting the full thing they're running <laughs> this it, like, is a this is a super nintendo emulator yeah uh no i would say no it's more like a playstation 3 emulator right, right. A, a slightly more modern console but like you can't quite configure the processor just right so you, you still got some hiccups when you're trying to play yeah. the game right yeah it's not quite there and, and you know uh, they literally she has cells and, she, and she'll run out of power right eventually at, at the end of this but I, you know, I think the Super Scroll, I, I think this version of a Super Scroll is way more interesting than the comic book version that only has the Fantastic Four powers, right? I, I think the ability for her to kind of pull those, the way they, they kind of did different arms and different, you know, parts of their body as different characters was interesting in the final fight overall. But, um, you know, getting to this point was really a, a letdown, a drag Ooh. through the mud, if you will. And what I we hoped was a spy thriller thing where it's, they're doing, you know, they're, they're and I, my wife, the, the, we had a conversation at the end of this. I'm like, you know, I really expected more Mission Impossible. Everyone's taken off a mask, you know, throughout this whole show. Mm-hmm. Why did the scrolls always go back to their default human form every time? Because I, it, it's, it's it to me, it's just like budget and it yeah. drives me crazy because I always go back to when all of these things were uh, first announced, you know, we were essentially promised, you know, from Feige that like, do not worry. These are yeah. going to be a premium quality shows. This is basically going to be, uh, uh, you're going to be having like a, you're going to be watching a movie every single week. It's going to be crazy. And the budget for this show was very, very hefty until I saw uh, reports that like they did like three three months of reshoots, mm-hmm. which is a lot for a TV show. And you could pretty much make a brand new you, TV show again out of that. <laughs> and you feel it because no one is ever in the same room as each other for most of uh, this. Um, I, I saw a, I saw a great theory that like, and I didn't pick up on it until somebody brought it up, but you'll be watching the show and then there'll be scenes where weirdly like Samuel L. Jackson just makes a decision like, oh, I'm going to do this whole scene sitting down yeah. when like the energy of the scene does not really entail like the main character sitting in any way mm-hmm. so i like the theory that possibly whenever you see fury sitting down it's like a reshoot scene yeah. and like he was just getting fed up with this right <laughs> well he probably did not get into fury shape for the reshoots right like you sit him down you can hide you know mm-hmm. samuel jackson's a great actor but he's an old man he, at this point he, he is an yeah. old man so like you know you're not gonna get you know uh Young, young actor out of him. I will say, you know, the de-aging was fine in this. Like, when they did the, the flashbacks, that was fine. Yeah. Um, it was really weird to see him kiss somebody. Uh, I don't like that. <laughs> I, especially when she's a human or scroll. I don't like it. It's weird. Uh, I no. mean, I do have to say that was weirdly enough the most comic booky thing that I've yeah. seen because, of course, you know, there's like a Marvel illustrator out there that's just like, hell yeah, I want to draw Nick Fury the, making out with an alien. I've been wanting to do that my whole life. There's some <laughs> sort of Rule 34 for this out there. Is my, 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 yeah. I was thinking that, but but you, but know, you like, did you did you did bring up performances though with uh, uh, Sam Jackson. I do have to say, Sam Jackson, Olivia Coleman, and then uh, the woman that plays his wife. I, yeah. I have it up here. Uh, uh, something Charlay Charlayan. So Charlayan. Charlayan Woodward. She played his mom in the the Glass movie, uh, where he was in the wheelchair. Oh, she they they make up her up to look like uh, she was his mom. Like she was older. So anyway, sorry. Just want to point that because it was a really weird connection I made. When I was looking <laughs> oh, okay. That stuff, but. Yeah, I suppose if you if you knew that, you're just like, why is this, why is he kissing his mom? <laughs> yeah. who's also an alien. What's happening? Anyway, here? but yeah, go but, actors. But occasionally there were really good performance 
performances yeah. and tidbits that I liked. I did enjoy like Sam Jackson just sitting yeah. down with his wife and they're yeah. just like talking about like, well, what are we going to do now? Are we still in love? Would you love me if I was an alien the whole yeah. time? Like I kind of, I like these kind of like existential questions that they barely ever gave time to explore, which is what you're supposed to be doing in a TV series. The, and yeah. anytime Olivia Coleman is on the screen, she commands it. Yeah. It's great. I love her character. So at least maybe we got something she, positive new out of this series that she seems to be continuing uh, on with. She the is playing uh, 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 again, the British version of fury is what she is, right? Like she is mm. playing that to a T like she's like, you know, my secrets have secrets as well. Kind of thing. Like, you know, she was really, really good. I think that scene you mentioned where, where fury and his wife are at the table and they're like, who's going to shoot who right at the table. Mm. That was like one of the most like tense moments of the show, which needed tense moments. There was no other tense mm. moments. Like I, I wanted, I, I would have been cooler if you're like, can scrolls detect each other? Right. The answer is obviously no after some of these scenes. Hopefully no. So, like, mm-hmm. why isn't every, like, are you a scroll? Like, everyone should be on edge this whole fucking series. Like, of who's a scroll? Yeah. Who's real? Because that was the the question posed at, on, on, at least by episode two, there's a million scrolls out there. Well, anyone could be a scroll. You should be on your toes a little more often and be really tense. I expected, like, the wire with aliens out of this. Yeah. And we, and like we, we didn't really get any of that. Yeah, like, and that's the thing. The only real big question was just like, oh, who's the scroll? And it was really just Rhodey. And yeah. and ultimately, all of these characters were fine and were rescued at the very end. So, like, uh, the, the intensity of finding it out wasn't that big it, of a deal, ultimately. And, it, like, I think that yep. the single biggest flaw in this show, uh, other than it just being boring... Is just that, like, what does Fury ultimately accomplish, right? Mm-hmm. He comes down from his space station at the beginning of the show saying, like, I got to mop up my problems. And at the end of the show, there's just more problems. Like, he didn't fix anything. And that's not like a that's not like a theme. He, that's that's not like um, what was the, they said, like uh, Ryan Johnson's Star Wars movie. You know, the theme was like failure and not accomplishing anything. But, it, yeah. but at least you could kind of like sniff out that theme. Yeah. That is not a theme in this show that's just like they didn't write a good ending for fury and they're trying to like back into that i I wouldn't even say they didn't write a good ending they were told he's here and it has to end up here so what do you do you give him a a beam of light like close encounters of the third kind he comes down in it and he goes up in it right so where's the spaceship he's working in his goal now is to get the scrolls off earth uh and we did see them working on that ship but like the one of the things was like the he's talking to the president and you know of the show and he's like you know you had a hate you know we were cool until you had a hate filled speech and I'm like you guys were just buddies like two minutes ago so like this is mm-hmm. moving way too quick but he's like oh that's a the you know a speech for a one term president because we know what do we know Mike next year Harrison Ford is becoming president of the MCU so this guy doesn't oh, even yeah. matter I t- like literally I don't. T- I totally yeah. forgot about that. Yeah. yeah. So, like, this guy, you know, is it Dylan McDermott or something like that? I forget whatever the actor's mm-hmm. name is. He literally is just here for a couple episodes in the show um, very briefly and, and kind of moves on. So, uh, yeah, I, I just I, – I, I could we could beat this dead horse and we could probably go on forever if we wanted to. But, like, I think, you know, at the end of the day, you know, there's some cool stuff at the end. But it from A to B, you know, if it, this is a – you know, they put Fury on Earth. He, he went back – he has um, they they've got rid of Talos, who's a great actor, by the way. What's his name? Um, ben Mendelsohn. Uh, ben, He's a great actor. Ben um, all the scrolls were in human forms for ninety nine percent of this, uh, when they should have been. There was no real tense moments other than like three, uh, and we end up with a super scroll on Earth at the end of this who works with the British government. So, what do we do here? What, what, what's going on here? <laughs> what secret invasion happened here? Did did one even happen? I don't think so. Yeah, no. And the the, the thing that drives me really crazy is uh, the director of the series is is out there responding to the poor critical re- reception. It's not just us, Chris. This isn't this isn't like a um, this isn't like a She-Hulk situation where there's a very specific type yeah. of fan out there that's waging war against like a female-led TV right. show. This is just people responding 
Rowling saying like, "Hey, we didn't like this," and you like you had everything going for you, right? Fury yeah. is like one of the most iconic MCU characters that you have. Everyone's always talking about how Sam Jackson is like the connecting thread that makes Marvel all the money, right? You know, mm -hmm. they always do those like graphs of like all the movies he's been in and all the money that they've uh, generated, right? Yeah. So they had everything going for them, and it just didn't work out. And the director's out here saying like, "Oh, I think Marvel fans are just they just expect too much, and there's no way to please well, them." It's just like, come on, don't be dense. I, I would say two things. One uh, for him, shut up. Uh, two, <laughs> like you know, obviously we know more about this than the average person would. We know there were reshoots. We know that probably all of these shows had their budget slashed in half, if not more, as they saw they were not making money on these. Right, like over time. So you know. There, there, are, there are steps like from you mentioned, you know, Kevin Feige's like, we're going to make these shows going to be like a movie in your home every week. Well, okay, we found out these shows aren't making us money. We're not getting subscriptions. We're going to cut your budgets. We're going to retool your show. We don't like it. All those other apps. I don't blame the, the the director at the end of the day, right? Like, like if he just shut up for a little bit, that didn't say anything. Yeah, it, yeah. Like, it's not your fault, man. We know there were recuts. This is maybe not the vision you wanted that you started with on paper. But this is what you had to put out because the homework was due uh, at the mm. end, end of the summer. So if you just don't run your mouth, we'd probably give you more credit at the end of the day. Because I don't think – this feels like a corporate hand on this. At, does it not feel like a corporate hand yeah. is like driving well, the, the decisions yeah. here? And, and I feel like we brought this up maybe about a year ago where there was some like um, insider rumors floating around where there were like executives like kicking down the door trying to retool the show. Yeah. So in the room with the writers. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. And, and that's the one thing that you probably can uh, expect from at least hardcore Marvel fans. Yeah, they are a little bit more in tuned, I would say, with the production of Hollywood for better or for worse. And most of the time, yeah, the director especially within TV. It's just like, yeah, we'll, we'll give you a pass. We understand that this isn't going your way, but yeah, don't, um, if the show turned out bad, don't, don't blame the audience. The, don't gas, yeah. don't gaslight us. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I, I don't think if you, if you like this show, more power to you. I, I don't think if you found enjoyment in this and that's your thing. Cool. Awesome. You know, you're, 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 you're maybe you're highlighted on the super scroll fight at the end, or maybe, you know, some something else. Cool. But really this, this and most of the other recent Marvel shows have gone to prove they do nothing for the bigger universe. Now, we were we were worried. One of our complaints when they announced all these shows, like, we have to watch everything to keep up with it. Well, mm -hmm. apparently not. You can just skip this whole thing and not know what the hell's going on by the next movie and be like, oh, yeah, the scroll got out of the powers of the Avengers. Um, that's all you have to know at the end of this one. Uh, she's a super scroll. She can morph into people and has their abilities. That's really cool. Uh, Nick Fury might have been there. We don't know. We don't care. So really, you know, we're, we're, we're on a double-edged sword here, Mike. Like, do we want the shows to matter to the MCU at large? Or do we want them to be inconsequential and you don't have to watch them? I, I want them to be entertaining. Well, and you, that, is, uh, that is like the, the hardest thing to the, get recently, the, man. The con yeah, right, exactly. The, the, the consequential of this means nothing if the show isn't good enough to watch. So, yeah. like, Loki really didn't do anything, right? He's, like, in his own multiverse doing his own thing. It just explained the multiverse and introduced us to Jonathan Majors, who went on to be Kang, but they could have literally picked anybody else for Kang and just been like, oh, he's a variant of that dude you saw in Loki. Yeah. And, and, and and it wouldn't have mattered, but, like, was, Loki was and really it was a f and ultimately, it was a fun journey along the way, too. We yeah. got to see Loki try to slip in and out and escape. and then He tried to make out with himself? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> we had variations of Loki pop up, so there's new characters being added with Loki horns, which is mm -hmm. fun. Because Sylvie, right? That that was yeah, her name? Yeah, yeah, Sylvie. Like, right. it, it, it had really good actors. And not this one had a guy, but like they were like really leaning into the sci-fi mystery, right? And this yeah. one really should have been... A political intrigue slash mystery, like you know, or maybe akin to a Mission Impossible movie, yeah. and it, and make not. me care about yeah. the scrolls. Like, I mean, where I, are they? I, At I, the end, they weren't in <laughs> Scrollos, right? Like, they were. They're like, we're gonna bomb it, and she walked through the entire town. Not a single scroll is there. So where did they go? It's just yeah, exactly. I, I Boom, got them. They don't got nothing on us. Your show sucks. It, it's, yeah, it's just well, it, it Chris, suck, I'm glad, but it's fine. I, I'm glad I'm glad we aligned because uh yeah. 
uh, the temperatures in this room are yeah. rising too much to combat you. Yeah. So at least we, I'm, I'm crossing my fingers. I'm hoping the last MCU show I really, really, really liked was Loki. I mean, I, I, I had I had fun with She-Hulk, but uh, mm-hmm. Loki was the last time uh, I felt I was in a premium Mi- landscape. So I'm hoping season two brings me Miss, back. There. Miss Miss Marvel was was for me. So I, I'm excited for her adventures in, in the Marvels. There are good ones. There are good moments, but you know this this needs to be. I know they're cutting budgets. They're re- reducing uh, these things. So maybe a tighter focus on these in the future uh, will be uh, a strength for them. Right? Maybe less than. Hey, we we need to put twelve out a year. Hey, we're doing two a year. Let's make them really really good. We'll help them hone these in uh, going forward. So. Um, but yeah, you know, we got Loki season two and Echo this year. Still not heard. Uh, no, that was something else. That was Star Wars. I was like, when do we get uh, Skeleton Crew? But that's Star Wars. We'll we'll ignore that uh, for another time. But yes, um, Mike, you are you are heating up. So let's go ahead and wrap up the show. Unless you have something else you want to say. Um, no, I'll have to say final temperature check. Yes. We're gonna do two zones. We're check. We'll check the wall that I have been checking, and we we're. We're playing. We're 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 pretty consistent with the 86 where we've been at. But let's do a fun thing of let's find the hottest temperature I can record. Oh, it's you, buddy. It, it's you. You're so it, hot right it, now. It is. It is going to be on the ceiling for sure because we all know heat likes to rise, and we are topping 90 degrees, folks. 90. If I, if I was on a step stool right now, my head would be on fire. Nice. So I, I'm glad everyone uh, stayed with us. I hope my my suffering was a little entertaining for everybody. But yeah. you can follow me at Mike Royer Design on Instagram, Threads, TikTok. Yes, X, I suppose. Mike Royer Design. You can read my my webcomic at liferewardsrisk.com. I should probably put that thing on Threads because who knows if anybody's going to be on uh, the X-Bird platform anymore. Chris, if people want to catch up with you, where can they find you? You can find me on uh, Instagram, Valdan87, or uh, any literal video game system with Valdan, V-A-L-D-A-N, or Valdan87. I'll be on any of those. Uh, if people want to know more about what they can do for the show and where they can find us, uh, tell us about that. Oh, yes. This is where I insert the short and sweet ending where I just yes. tell people to visit SuperheroSlate.com. That is the headquarters for all things Superhero Slate. SuperheroSlate.com. We love our super fans, and if you want to be a super fan, all you got to do is share the show with a friend, share the show with a buddy, and we'll be here every week, folks, hopefully next week with air conditioning. That's right. Uh, Mike, you keep it cool. Wink, wink. (laughs) And we'll catch you next week. All right. Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe.